you turn your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagons, but the only proof of the brave and true come from Tinkos Tavern. Welcome to Heroes Brew, the official podcast of Tinkos Tavern, your local pub in the OSR. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the first episode of the Heroes Brew, the Tankar Tavern podcast. I'm your co-host, James. With me is... Oh, which one of us? I don't know. We're bo- I don't know. We're both... We're well, both you spoke first. first. You spoke oh, first. I, so I, guess I what? Spoke up. I, it's me. It's me. Listen, Eric Tankar, folks, if you follow the tavern, the Facebook community... You know who I am. Maybe you've not heard my voice yet, so God bless you. Now you're stuck with the New Yorker in your head. And uh, also with us, not the New Yorker, but we're very much uh, uh, with the uh, voice that could be any voice, Glenn Halstrom. Ah, James, are you the Zircon Cowboy? Good night, folks. Like Zircon <laughs> Cowboy. <laughs> yeah, it's me, folks. Old man Grognar, Glenn Halstrom. Uh, Smokestack Jones, whatever you want to call me. And uh, you know me from Thickles Hammer over Wild Games, my old man Grognard blog, and anything. Uh, and sometimes at the game table running something someday, somehow, some way. Well, well actually, uh, uh, Glenn, you've been very active running uh, Swords and Wizardry Light demos. I'm not as active as I could be because I'm taking it one at a time. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry to say my last demo never showed up. <gasps> That makes um, tears in my eyes. We, we we need a better publicity, and we're going to get it next time. Uh, you, but, well, uh, and don't forget to remind me, so I will also put it out there for you. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm 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 bucking to be the field rod guy in Swords of So raw there. Very and nice. I'm James Spawn. I'm most well known on the OSR for Barrel Rider Games, which has published White Star, several supplements for White Box, Swords of Wizardry. Several of for Labyrinth Lord. I've done some freelancing on the Fantasy Flight Star Wars RPG. I've done some freelancing for Frog God Games, and I've done some freelancing for Cubicle 7 on the One Ring and the Adventures in the North. And an alleged nice guy. Alleged nice guy. Well, 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 and uh, as of today, because we are uh, recording on the any announcement day, as of today, yes. uh, somebody, uh, somebody uh, got silver. Yeah. Somebody got silver. It wasn't me. Are we talking suppositories here? No. Um, no, no. It was not. Mr. James. Mr. James Spawn got a silver any for Adventures in Middle-Earth. Congratulations, James. I had a very small hand in the book, but it's still pretty pretty freaking shocking. But um, I had a very small hand in the book. But okay, it, well. It's a, nice, it's a nice honorific. It was. It was. Oh, and one more thing. Happy birthday, Vince. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, it's Vince, Vince's birthday? Holy crap. All right, Vince, Vince happy Vince birthday. Florio's birthday, yes. Facebook didn't tell me, but I'm not sure if he's on Facebook. Oh, you, they're so naughty. That's okay. <laughs> happy birthday, Vince. Yes, just thought I'd throw that out there. And don't worry. this Too many screen. more. Yes, In- and many, many, many more. Um, so, um, Heroes Brew, what's it all about, James? It's Eric's Tavern, but I'll I'll talk about it. If it's all listen. The Tavern is a community, correct? So it doesn't. That is correct. That is correct. I, I, I I just serve the non-alcoholic drinks because I don't have a liquor license. So it's bring, it's it's a BYOB Tavern. Just so you all you're know, just, you're just beer and wine, right? Wait. Well, wait, no, no, wait. no. They, if they're going to listen to the Tavern, uh, it's best to do it with some alcohol in the system. Assuming that you are allowed to drink. You're of drinking age mm-hmm. and you don't have issues. But if you are old enough to drink, um, I do advise like a nice glass of wine, a little glass of scotch, some ice, or a nice cold brew. We'll, we'll probably add to the ambiance. Unless you're driving, then right. that all goes out the window. Literally, right. out the window. Yeah, I know. Okay. Okay. Uh, and don't forget. No, I was going to say, don't forget to tip the lunches. Not too far, but don't forget to tip them. <laughs> You were saying anyway. The the Heroes Bro is a is a general uh, OSR role playing game focused podcast. Or basically for you know however long we feel like it, probably no more than an hour. 
Uh, Eric, Glenn, and I are going to shoot the breeze about what's new in the OSR community. Uh, products, releases, Kickstarters, news, all that kind of stuff. And special guests. And especially special guests. One of the things we want to do on Heroes Brew is highlight specifically members of this community. By members, we do not necessarily mean publishers, though we will certainly be glad to have a couple publishers on here. Um, we want to talk about the people who are the heart of the OSR, and that's the people playing games. So our guests will not always be and may not even often be publishers. They'll just be people involved in the OSR who want to sit down and talk with us and are willing to put up with us. In other yeah. words, we're des- in other words, we're desperate. Well, no, we're not no. desperate. <laughs> desperate. I mean, oh, we're hold, not on, gonna... hold on, speak for yourself because I'm really desperate. No, 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 no. But seriously, uh, we want people that again are there are people that are active in the OSR that aren't creating published content but that's the community right. that we serve and that's cool. what we want to bring them in 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 so people can hear what they're doing I'm already on the show oh, yeah but, but, <laughs> you, but you do content old man grognard yeah what he said um <laughs> we want people who play who play the games who are real small potatoes ordinarily but they do fantastic stuff are you listening, the other Mister Spawn? And uh, uh, you know, oh, Pete! Yeah, we do, we need to we need to get Pete on here because because Spawn. He's yeah, awesome. it's like, get him on when he's like on his like you know meal break on patrol. Yeah, <laughs> you know him. Uh, all kinds of people. Maybe a frog guy. Maybe a frog guy. Um, I'm tr- uh, Richard LeBlanc. Um, and uh, you know, and even other blogsters like Eric Fabiashi. Yeah, I mean, there's, and there's a lot like of people out there that we we like to grab, and listen, and we're in it for we're in it for the long haul, so we're not going to run out of ideas. Yeah, and I mean, people who do great products, you know, Mike Evans, who also just won an any for Hubris. You know, a lot of people don't don't follow his stuff, and he does awesome stuff, and he's just a fun dude. You know, one of the guys I gamed with at at North Texas this year. A guy named Jeff Webb. Never met him before. I sat on the table with him, and like I said, it was a show. He's like a brother from another mother. Just and fun now, people and, to talk to. And now we're both in the same. Uh, we're all in the same society. Yep. The Royal Manticorean Navy. Wait, but does Austin actually like have like water? No. Okay. I just wanted to check, man. I, I, I don't, I don't. There, uh, there, there are some questions I don't ask. I'm sure they got a swimming pool or something like that. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Dennis Astaire is part of that. I'm sure. He- oh, all right. Dennis is part of it. Then, then it's all good because Dennis would only join the yeah. finest organizations. Yeah. You know. We should start another GoFundMe to get James to Austin to play some more Shadowrun. No, 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 no. See, the OSR does not need to pay for my trips across the country. They were already generous enough to do that once. Um, and as appreciative as I am, and I still really, really am, because it was a great, great trip. And I got to meet a lot of awesome people. It, it kind of makes me a bit uncomfortable that other people are willing to show that cash like that. Yeah, but I like to see you squirm. I, I got my idea here. Right <laughs> we should we should have a spawn con, and have spawn con out by James. Okay. <laughs> Can we call it James Con? Spawn Con sounds kind of like what is he spawning? That's I, the whole I, point. I don't. I don't, I don't like the idea of our players. I don't like the idea of Spawn Con, but the name is, does sound pretty cool. Spawn. Right. And, and, and and how do you... How you spawn! You have to do it like Kirk. Spawn! There you go. See, and then... That, that's the whole, like, the password to get in before they can even enter the con. The gate, they have to say that to the gatekeeper in front of the uh, convention. Spock. Yeah, I like... Spock. No, no. Spawn! As loud as they can scream it, that would be. Uh, help me, Jim. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Damn it, Jim! I'm I'm a doctor, not, not a, a uh, doctor. not a game designer. <laughs> but that's anyway. That's the premise and idea for the show. It is kind of loosey goosey, but hey, that's the OSR. That's well, Tinker's I, Tavern. That's that's us. We're gonna keep this very light, very loose. Uh, I don't want to say format free. There is a format. But we're yeah. not we're not locked down to it. Uh, there and is, make it into a lively debate every once in a while, right? There's there's no there's no railroad 
here. This is a podcast that is uh, very much, dare I say it, a sandbox. Wow. Wow. Dare we even call it a hex crawl of the podcast? Oh, hex crawl. I like like that. I like that, yes. See, this is the kind of show where you tune in. You you don't kind of know. We may have one show with one topic and we run that into the ground the next show may be a couple of interviews and something else and what's going on in the osr and then another show might be something else entirely right but it's all tied into tankers and the osr and you we do this for you people i'm pointing here nobody can see me. you i didn't do it if you're pointing at me but glenn is right without, you the community you the community because that without you as our listeners uh, I'm not even going to say what this would be the equivalent of. Okay, okay, show. okay, okay, okay. I think we should give you a pledge drive, and you, and listeners like you, thank you. Speaking of speaking of PBS pledge drive, one of the things we are going to do is, or what that we're considering, is um having some form of advertising on the podcast sponsorship sponsorship. I'm sorry, I, I have this habit of, of of saying what I think. But um, sponsorship. <laughs> oh my! Oh my God! Bad, bad James, bad James. Sorry, sorry. Uh, sponsorship, um, or some kind of Patreon. But the important thing about that is not that the the money is not going to go directly to the podcast. We're going to cover that ourselves. We're actually going to look through the OSR community. Um, we know many people in the OSR have had like GoFundMe's to pay for medical expenses or other mm-hmm. things like that, and we're going to be using the funds raised from sponsorship or Patreon once we get a Patreon set up. If we go Patreon, we're still not sure um, to to support those causes because the thing that this podcast is about first and foremost is the community, um, and we hold to that. And we we had meetings about that before we recorded this first show. Yes, we did. Um, yes, we did. So that that's really important to us. That it, it truly, truly, truly be about the community. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we feel very strongly about that, and uh, so we'd love to hear from you about this. Right. Like, give us I, the feedback. We, we, we listen. If we're going to do uh, advertising or sponsorship, we want it to be unobtrusive. And if it, uh, we'll, we'll discuss this after. But maybe I'll even put up. Uh, a poll on the tavern to get some feedback from folks because, you know, it is your podcast. Do, and we have we... A, do we have an email address or anything we can give them? Or... Our official email address is heroesbrewpodcast at gmail.com. That is H-E-R-O-S-B-R-E-W podcast at gmail.com. Thank you, sir. And no, we don't have a phone number. So but, yeah, yeah, we'll, we do. We'll, Eric, what's your cell? Eric, go ahead and put it down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's uh, 718-4. Uh, no, 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 no. Any complaints uh, about the show? Talk to Eric's cell. Um, but seriously, we do have a Google number. I don't have access to it in front of me, but I will put it up on the page of the show notes. If you absolutely feel that you need to call and leave a voicemail that only I will hear, uh, I'm more than happy to listen to it. And then if it's really funny, I'll make sure these two listen to it. So, guys, we put the premise out. We put that thing out. What else we got? Oh, and, uh, you know, we're not really going to do, like, emails, answer emails. But we may answer people who put well, stuff on, like, the Tavern or Facebook. I would, say, or I would say answering emails is definitely a case-by-case basis. That's true. Okay, we'll, we'll just leave it at that. You, you want to send right. us something with, with a pertinent question that we can on, go right ahead. Yeah, don't be offended if you write uh, a really detailed two-page email and we summarize cut it. it down. We cut it down to three sentences and then work from there. We want more time to speak with the rest of you, and uh, none of us has the skill to be a very good re- reader from a, you know, a screen and just reading. Reading is fundamental, but it isn't fun. Mm. Reading um, is fun. Yeah. But it's not fun when you're just reading it out loud. Hey, reading is a rainbow. All right. Just be honest, Eric. You can't read, can you? Uh, you know, I can. I, if I could read, there wouldn't be as many typos on the Tavern's Post as there are 
But uh, I love to I love to see his case reports from from work. They're all they're all in pictures. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, uh, even starting from when I was a cop, my one of my jobs was always to correct the work of other cops because uh, I'll be honest with you, most cops do not write at a college level. Some of them came right at high school level. Dude, my work emails, like work emails, there's this thing called punctuation, capitalization, commas. Mm-hmm. Dear God, please learn the English language. Well, but I see, James, and now let's take a little sidetrack, but you are a, a content creator. You write material that gets published sometimes for free, sometimes pay what you want, sometimes price, sometimes for uh, other. Uh, publishers if mm-hmm. you were not able to write in complete sentences that were comprehensible and well written you would not be getting published that is a damn sight true that's right and me i'm an uber driver well there you go there you go i didn't know you were an uber driver as of saturday last saturday wow um yeah well it's a living. I'll say it's a living. Uh, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I made a whole twenty-five bucks. Wow, well, that's um, more than I made today for my publishing. So that's true. That's true. But anyway, it's, it's sure to improve. Anyway, that's that's what I've been doing lately, folks. You? Um, I'm finishing layout and line editing on White Star Galaxy Edition. Working on Yay. Saga of the White Box. Working on a named secret project that I'm not going to speak much more on. Considering whether or not to finish up three white box adventures, oh, talking about doing Partridge. a freelance gig, all that kind of stuff. Partridge in a pear tree. And the tavern stands alone. Well, the, the, the tavern stands alone. I, I, I'm trying to uh, you know, learn in design, and I must say the uh, Lindo.com website has been the best birthday present that's a subscription my wife could ever have gotten me. Thank so, you, if you listen. So, Eric. Yes. Not to put you on the spot, but here's the spot. How's uh, Clan and Hammer going? Uh, Clan and Hammer is actually uh, sketched out on... Uh, uh, how can I explain this? I have uh, map paper that's blotter-sized on my desk, like a desk blotter-sized, that uh, I got from uh, Pete Regan when he did this as a Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. And usually this winds up being where I, I make little notes here or there. Uh, recently, I came to the conclusion that as I am doing things like blog posts and reading material for blog posts, when little thoughts come into my head, a lot of it's Klein and Hammer stuff, I'm like, I got all these margins. So now here's the problem. I'm looking at all this great stuff that I've written out as notes. And uh, anyone who want to guess what the, the, the big problem with this is? You can't read? Thank you. I can't read my own gosh darn handwriting. I've seen so, your handwriting. Welcome That's to the club. True. So, and I'm like, wow, I really have to spend more time retranslating what I wrote. So, I am decided that it's probably better off. I just leave Word open on my second screen. Uh-huh. And when I have thoughts, I bang them out that way, as opposed to writing them down. Because even my bad typing skills, which again, if you've read The Tavern, you've seen it. Um right. But you can understand. You can read it. You can understand it. Yeah, I can, at least yeah. I can understand what I type. I can't understand what I write. Oh my god! If they, sometimes I think. Sometimes I think. Sometimes I think writers are the worst writers as far as like try to write. My my. There's sister, a reason we all thank our editors in our books. Right. Listen, yeah. my 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 sister is published. Uh, she has a book that was like a number one seller on the uh, Audible store. And hi, Donks. Um, and she has worse handwriting than me. She has handwriting that doctors would look at and go, "What the f?" So, yep. <laughs> In fact, I found I started this field journal of my fictional character in my game world, and the introduction I wrote, and then I had to switch to printing because I couldn't read it. Oh, that sucks. I've had oh, well. I don't even write stuff down anymore. I open a like an email and then email it to myself wherever I am or whatever. Oh yeah, um, I carry on around a little tiny miniature uh, comp book, and I put like two or three words just to spark my brain that I can read. And then when I get home, I will put it. I will flesh it out. I need um, more than two to three words for a spark. Yeah, something like that. 
beings cur- I was just oh God, I hadn't, I hadn't looked. This is a two-year-old book. This is a two-year-old little comp book. I, I just looked at some of the stuff I wrote in here. Um, beings cursed to eat treasure. That's what cool. That? And then there's this one: an old orc slash ogre slash goblin visits big city before he dies, and is either murdered or an attempt is made. See, that's that's what you, that's one of the things that's a really good idea to do is to keep like a little steno pad on you, just so when the idea hits you, jot it. Oh down. yeah. Because I can't tell you how many ideas I've had. Them. I'm like, what was that idea? And then you just totally can't recall it. Here's one of my favorite: zombies deliver red. Deliver red. Bread. Dwarf gets beard shaved at night. Goblinoids pop out of hole, looks around, curses back down. You know, little bits and pieces like that I gotta make sense of. Uh, that's I've that's like three pages. Anyway, that's um pretty good. Well, so, anything you. else about the podcast we want to uh tell folks it's gonna be about? Tell folks. Um it's gonna be out regular. Yep, we're gonna put uh put out, like my uh, bathroom. Well, that, uh, that's a different uh, kind of regular, and that requires yeah, yeah, yeah. medicine. Medicine. Well, medicine. Or, or just uh, yeah, lots of salads. Well, I almost want to call this the Pepto-Bismol podcast, but <clears throat> anyway, uh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> well, we run Old off man of- Grognard talks potty talk. <laughs> Old man Grognard sponsored by Metamucil. <laughs> That'd be great. I'm uh, still trying to get a crown royal, so I keep kept mentioning the bags. I think some some podcast should have a crown royal sponsorship. The official dice bag of the OSR. People know about it. It's like, guys, come on, it's a natural. Well, you know, I, I, we, I'm glad if you had subscribed to the Tankers Tavern crate, they did have the uh, crown royal bags in one of the crates. Not sure oh, that's the a, first. I, I don't recall what the first or second. I got a whole box about a dozen of them. Oh, then. Um, you hoarder! You're a hoarder. I am not a hoarder. I am not a hoarder because you are I cannot. A gamer, so yes, you are. I am not a hoarder because I get those to give away. Oh, okay. What, what percentage I, of your gaming books do you own that you actually play? Oh, me? A yep. about a, about a fifth of them. Exactly. If, if well, that's how does that equate with hoarding game bags? Or dice bags. I, I'm just talking about hoarding in general. Oh, no, what, I, got, I got a better question for you, James. Are you saying play as an actively play or actually have played at least once? Active have played within the past three years. Hmm. <coughs> oh, oh, that's painful. I, Besides, I, I'm, I'm not a hoarder. That's my research line. Uh-huh. That's the same uh, excuse I use on my wife. I'm a I, I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Eric, I've seen you on video. All you have to do is look at your background. Oh, yeah. well, you're only seeing what's on top of the closet. You're not seeing the bookshelves to the side, the closet in the uh, living room, nor storage, nor under the, my desk. The, so, point the point I'm making, guys, is none of us are as, as much orders as Zach Blaine's are. All right. All right. Well, Zach, right. Zach, right. Zach, Zach is a special case. I'll concede. <laughs> that man makes me jealous whenever I think about him. Um, but anyway, no, I get, I get, I beg for Crown Royal bags whenever I at games and cons. I mean, what two, three years ago, I had one guy who did miniatures. This guy, I can't remember the, the, the name of the miniatures company, but he ships his miniatures to the to the people who buy them in Crown Royal bags. Oh, wow! Awesome. Some, somebody called. Somebody called. Hey, hey, quick. <laughs> Yeah, and no, he's a see, he's a bartender. Uh, okay. <laughs> and uh, he he he, I said, can you give me about fifty? And he said, sure. And he gave me about fifty of them. And like at the next North Texas, they were gone in like forty-five minutes. So I just I walk up to a table. Who needs a dice bag? Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. You know, and just throw them. And uh, you know, it's if you if you need a dice bag and I got a dice, I usually give it to you. I had a guy in my friend in my game, and the guy says. And I was talking to the clerk like I usually. And the guy says, "Hey, you're uh, you're Smokestack Jones, aren't you? Or DM Glenn, or whatever it has." Yeah. Hey, I was. Oh, I'm just in town because you know, blah 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 blah. And, you know, I'm gonna get some dice and I'm gonna buy a dice bag. He said, "No, you're not." And I pull one out of my pocket. And says, "Here, here's a dice bag." So you know, um, I loved I love doing that kind of stuff. Shameless plug. Uh, speaking of dice bags, well, that's me. I own several dice bags by. Uh, Great Out Productions, which is Michael Alhauser. He's got an Etsy mm. shop. He does 
phenomenal dice bags. I've got okay. my dice bags literally broken down by what game they're for. So I've got mm-hmm. one that's got like a Jedi Order symbol, one that I use for Star Wars, one that I use for D&D that's like done up in a, you know, like a traditional uh, blue and white map. I've got one mm-hmm. that is, um, uh, I've got the Gandalf root on it for the One Ring. I've got one that um, has My Little Ponies on it for my wife. Uh, it's totally that's for my cool. wife. Um, and then get this. He is such a cool dude. He even made me a custom white star. It's the only one in existence. Yeah, I saw star. that. That is and cool. I, I gave that away at um, North Texas this year. James Shields, uh, my beloved uh, brother from another mother, as I have many of those. And mm-hmm. uh, the art director on the upcoming White Star Galaxy edition, he was running White Star for the Dragoons, oddly enough. Yeah. And I said, here, give them this uh, as a giveaway. And so there was one in existence, and one of the dragoons owns it. I don't. I still to this day yeah. do not know which. Probably Raul. Probably Raul. Raul. I mean, yeah. I mean, he was he was buying stuff up right and left. Yeah, we're part of the dragoons. Uh, he uh, Jeffrey asked me why I wanted. You know, I said I think about it, and then I said, oh, "Why did you do that?" He says, "I want to be. A, I like being a part of any group that has goon in its name." Well, if there's any between, so I just said, I'm, between your I'm a goon. height, between your height and your hat. You could definitely qualify as a hired goon. Height and hat. Uh, anyway, yeah, but hey, you know, I think hit on a good topic for the show. Dice and dice bags. I think it could be, and well, I would want to, one of the things I have actually turned on is I used mm-hmm. to be very much against custom dice. Mm-hmm. And now I am very much, I, I, I'm pretty okay with them because I own a lot of games that use custom dice. I don't mean just like they're made out of this, they're made out of that. Right, but like they have symbols specific to that game or a mm-hmm. different numeric pattern. I mean, I went out and bought. Fate, I, I went out and bought fate dice. I got fate yeah. dice. I've got. I've got an entire. I know. I, know I, I got a set of dice. I'm gonna get you dragon dice, man. I'm gonna buy you some more dragon dice. There's, I'm sure there's a horde of them out there waiting for. You know what? I, I, now I want to make up an RPG that uses dragon dice in an RPG. Is that the? Is that the old TSR? Uh, yeah, that's the, the dragon dice and the spellfire card. Part of the death of TSR. I've got, I've got uh, the dragon dice. I got a great big old uh, Ziploc bag full of those uh, in the closet. I never use. Plus the bag that came with. That came with. I've never played it. Never used them. Closet is probably a good place for them. Yeah, but uh, as far as custom dice goes, you know. I've got my giant bag of crown roll I'm still trying to fill up, and I buy a pound of dice every once in a while, dump it in there. Um, I've sorted my dice a bit. I've only got one really nice set of dice, carnelian dice I bought off Bill Webb two years ago in North Texas. Oh, yeah, I and bought me, some of the uh, dice from him uh, over Let me tell you, those things are heavy. Oh, yeah. They're heavy. But I also noticed that, like, on the D20, I saw one of the numbers start coming off. So uh, I was kind of oh. hoping. Hey, I was, well, so I'm... I got them in a special little bag just for special occasions, that kind of thing. But, you know, dice, there's super dice superstition and all this other crap, you know, that kind of thing. Gamers um, are insane story. I gamed with a guy who, no joke, kept his dice in a shotgun, like they were loaded <laughs> like ammo. To, to quote now unquote, that is awesome. And, no, the guy was a scary, scary man. Um, oh man! So to mock him, my friend took a set of his dice, mm-hmm. put them in Jello, let the <laughs> Jello harden, put a shamrock pencil topper in the Jello before it hardened, and then mm-hmm. after the Jello hardened, to get the dice back, the whole group ate a spoonful of the Jello, so they had everyone's mojo. Basically, <laughs> to kind of mock his shotgun uh, thing. And nice. Soon after that, I think he stopped playing with us. <laughs> I can't say I'm superstitious. I know if there's a D20 that keeps rolling bad, I'll just put it aside and grab another one. Right. That's, That's about the extent. I mean, I'm not going to punish my dice. I'm not going to. I only gave one die away. That's recently in my 5e game. There's this one die that was so cool. I got it in a pound of dice. I loved it, but it would not roll for beans. I you know, played when I was playing, and so I gave it to another player, and he consistently rolls eighteens, nineteens, and twenties. I, I had an instance like but that. It's yours. It's yours. It likes you better than. Me. 
at North Texas, I, I got to play in a game of Adventures of Middle Earth, but it didn't have dice on me at the time. So I used uh-huh. somebody's like red D20, and it never rolled below a 17. And I, wow. looked at, I looked at the guy who gave it to me, and he looked at me, and he's like, that die belongs to you, man. It clearly loves you. And that yeah. has become my default D20. No, no there you See, Glenn, I was, I was much like you. I used to buy those pound of, of dice, of which, uh-huh. like, you know, uh, 14 of the 16 ounces were, like, I don't know, but ugly dice. Yeah, uh, you're always going to get that. Yeah, but I, I found an Amazon. Uh, just do a search for it, folks. You can find it. You can with, search for 100 different companies. I it, it was either 10 or 12 sets of dice mm-hmm. uh, for, like, 20 bucks. Crystal yeah. and colored, they look good. They're not but ugly because usually when you get the when you get the pound of dice, you get like one set of actual dice in that little yeah. dice bag. And they always you say you're guaranteed head. one set. And then and then right. the rest of them all look like they got rejected from a factory somewhere in Shibuya. Yeah, it's like okay, it's got uh, two ugly colors. It's got uh, poop brown and urine yellow. All right, well that's what I want to be rolling on my table. I'll roll it. I always check. If it rolls good, I don't care what the hell it looks like. <laughs> if it keeps rolling 20s, it's on the table. There you go. There you go. Um, yeah, and, you know, I used to play Ghost. I'd play Ghostbusters every once in a while. I have a box set of Ghostbusters with the ghost, the ghost eye. eye. Yes, the ghost eye, which um, I'm always saying. The ghost eye and eventually rubbed off. Really? Wow. Yep, uh, I, I was I was wanted Ghostbusters Internet because their ghost die was on the one where it should be. The other one they put it on the six. You know, put it on a one. Everybody knows one is humble. Right. You know, and I say, Oh oh get this. Vince um gave me a ghost die that somebody made. Really? Uh, and it had the Ghostbusters logo, but it didn't have the face of the ghost on it. You know, the, right. the, 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 the outline with the thing. Circle. And I looked at it, I go, is he like hanging his butt out at me or something? That's what it looks like. <laughs> No, no, it's just supposed to have the face on it. Sounds like an an issue. Yes, it must have been. But, yeah, I got that. I've got some commemorative dice. I got the free RPG dice this this year. Oh, nice. The store only got two, and I was like, I want one. Thank you. Um, I always say they should put the promotions on the one because then I could use it. Like, If I see the promotion, I know I fumble. Okay. Weird question. Semi-related. Did anybody ever actually play Dragon Knights, or did they just end up with a side or two? I don't know, really. Anybody else? I I, I I owned a crap load, which I went through and lost throughout the years, and then I bought a crap load online because uh, somebody got the rights to re, re uh, is it reprint them? Whatever uh-huh. we uh-huh. we we will reform you, and they put them back <laughs> into uh, circulation, and I only got them just so my niece could play with them. Uh-huh. She loves funky dice, so. Oh, one die. Like, here you go, darling. <laughs> one die I have around here that's really big that I like is I have a I have the fist of Emrakul. Oh, giant D twenty. Giant D twenty with runes on it. Yep. And I and I have the uh, the PDF of the chart they gave with you. This was a freebie. Uh, they would give they gave you a printed chart and the fist of Emrakul. It was like it was kind of a wild magic or something, you know. So you get attacked by the fist of Emrakul. You get to roll the the fist and whatever rune you know it matches up, and that's oh, what that's happens. Cool. Type that's of stuff. I got it on PDF, and I still carry it around. It's like you know, if there's an unruly player, you better watch her. I'm going to be slinging this right, and it's going to hurt. That 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 could be a crime. I've seen somebody that took one of those giant D20s like that and yeah. mounted it on a wooden stick like a mace. Oh, uh, my friend Matt's got one of those. Yes, is a, a D six. So he, him and his son, like joust with them. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. How many children has he killed? No, <laughs> no, I not mean, enough. It's it's foam rubber. Oh well, then that's no well, it's fun, but it's not the same kind of fun as one. Never mind. I, I'm vague, I'm vaguely interested in Dragon Dice, and I'm poking around like like eBay. Only like six or seven. But like, yeah, Dragon Dice are were interesting. It's it's one of the things that I want to see if I can make a, an actual RPG out of it, but they're just it's one I'm of not, my second my second yeah I think either my first or second wife bought that whole set and I never looked at it and I ended up I ended up with them I think it was my second wife yeah we, we might have to we might have to a lot when you're not fighting over it 
Yeah. yeah. We, we, we might have to talk after the show, and if, if uh, you are interested in parting with them, we may have a discussion. Who, me? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. Well, we can talk. There's a chance that I'll be running across them. If you do, let me know. I will. Um, I, I don't even know why I keep nostalgia. You know, I don't know. but Like, I want to remember her. But, um, but you can buy them new in box for $13. That's all? Fairyglen.com. Fairyglen.com. Sorry. Well, there goes my high hopes for a killing. Yeah. No, there's no... And Fairy Glen yet, you know? There's, there, is, there is no hope to make money off Dragon Dice. Yeah. I didn't, so. I didn't think so. I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, and, um, oh, um, has nothing to do with Dragon Dice, but... Uh, in Swords and Wizardry Lightland, we have Tome of Horrors Light Volume 1. Yes, it's out in PDF. There's going to be, uh, hopefully, I think they're in print by uh, Game Hall Con. That's March. I believe that's no, the plan. No, not Game Hall. Uh, Gar- no, Game Hall is, yeah, Game, Game Hall is November. November. November, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary is in March. Gary is in March, that's right. And February is Dundra uh, Even though, uh, So, yeah, I'm hoping to see that in print. Um, I don't know why... I have a little problem with the name. What? Well, for the fact that I think they should have just called it something else like uh, the Mini Monster Manual. Because I looked at it and there's a well, the, the, the monster features mini- extraordinary, extraordinary monsters from the past and present. So it's, if, if you pick this up expecting like to be a condensed version of some of the Tome of Horrors, you're going to be disappointed. Well, remember, it's, it's only two sides of the page right now, I think, right? I know. Three and, sides. And, three sides? Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. One, is two, it? Three. Okay. They, no, actually, four no. I can pull it up. I'll is it four sides? Is it a Let fold? me look. It if, might... it's, if, it's, if it's four, that's a lot for SWL. Right, and that's only volume one. They're already working. Uh, Bad Mike is already working on volume two, and that might I know, get I know that might get away from the more common creatures. Because remember, when uh, I did Swords of Wizardry Light, I had to cut out a lot of stuff from White Box, even level appropriate stuff for levels one to three. Which could include four and five hit those creatures because of the limited space I had. When even a period in a sentence can throw a whole thing off. Uh, I remember. Oh, I, yeah. remember I remember going through Zach character by character, telling yep. him rephrase it like this, good. say this. Yeah, we got three. Pa- we got three pages of monsters and one page. Okay. Of the OGL, OGL. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, and they said that that's going to be uh, a, a constant thing where they're going to be doing a volume two. And and they, and they're going to be giving it away free in print. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the and I'm thankful to have it. It's huge. I'm I'm thankful to have it um, because it gives me some monsters that I wanted to. You know, I sort of had to extrapolate from other sources, like a right. piercer or a sahugan, and mm-hmm. uh, a troglodyte or sturge or something like that, uh, which is easy to do. It's just you know, it's kind of a hassle to do. That's all. Um, I got you. Yeah, but uh, that's that was my only real complaint. Um, but hey, other than that, it looks great. It, it, I'm I'm excited to print. So, uh, so Glenn, gonna... you, you're not upset that it's not in hardcover, right? Oh it's... no, no, not at all. Not. I am. I am. Did you hear? My... I am so mad. I wanted it in hardcover, and it's just not right that it's not. Because all it would be is a cover. Exactly. But... Right, be, yeah. I'm, that'd be great. If it's just a cover, what is it actually? Well, it's like a, a very hard DM yeah. screen. You know what you do? So you, you take one of the hammer dog screens, you split it down the middle, and you just put the pages on each side. Dog. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell Zach that, that the, we, 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 the new request from the community is we'd like to see Swords and Wizardry Light, the four pages, uh, released in hardcover, the limited edition. <laughs> it, 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 it would it would probably cost like you know, I don't know forty dollars for the four pages, but but it would be hilarious to say just dropped it on a table. It's my hardcover book. <laughs> there we go. We're making the official request. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, you know, I think Skeeter might beat you to death with the only one ever made. Yeah. Well, in that case, it'll break over my head and no harm, no foul, because I'm sure it won't do much damage and Skeeter will be, <gasps> okay, look at, it was collectible and now it isn't. <laughs> Unless I sign it, the broken one, then, then it'll be really collectible, right? Really collectible. 
Yeah, my yeah. my signature isn't worth twat. Oh, by the way, people, as of this uh, this uh, as of this this recording, um, Matt Fish found a bunch of monstrosities books. So go get them. There's only like twenty. Yeah, Bill said like yeah. twenty or twenty-five. I don't yeah. even know if they're still there by now. Yeah, yeah Bill, and I, I Bill found he, a bunch. There's yeah, some other stuff, and there's some other stuff that has been found that has not been announced yet. And I don't even know what it was, but I got the uh, I got the non-announcement of there's more stuff that's been found in a warehouse. Wait for the announcement. And then, oh, wow. there you go. So there you go. so I don't know what that entails. I, oh, I, I supposedly they found some first printings of the uh, uh, Matt Finch's Tome of Adventure design. Yes, that's what I see with the original cover. Yeah, did I finally get up yeah. on the site? Because it wasn't up when I looked uh, yeah. yesterday. But yeah, that's a little, lot of good stuff. And since we're talking about Frog Gun, I'm just going to, you know, we're, so we're going to talk about Kickstarters. And uh, just to let people know, because this is fairly t- timely. Uh, mm-hmm. Quest of Doom 4 is up on Kickstarter. It's from Frog God Games. It's uh, 16 adventures. They are individual adventures in soft cover. So if you're looking for a hardcover, it's not there. Bill Webb has a very good post about why they are going soft cover this time around. I'm not going to go into mm-hmm. it. It makes sense for the company. So, but it, these uh, adventures are in 5e Path of Fire. <laughs> And uh, Swords and Woods Reflavors. Uh, they've, they've, they had a $6,000 goal. They've passed 21000 They're hitting stretch yeah. goals. And if you're like well, me and you do VTT gaming, uh, virtual tabletop, mm-hmm. they are converting uh, a lot of the uh, maps for these adventures for VTT high-resolution gaming. Nice. Um, I t- so who, who said they, they, they were talking about the, the – uh, they had a post on there about the, uh, the, the dollars and cents uh, – Way, you know how how the sixty makes big hardback, and we have to cut costs somewhere and stuff. And I just just published Swords of Wizardry. There's two thirds your cost cut right there. Well, well, here's the deal. Uh, right now, if they <laughs> if they, you know, Swords and Wizardry, uh, they can't sell enough hard copies to justify the print run for Swords and Wizardry hardcover. Is uh, it that much of a is that much of a third rank system no, for them? But well, no, I mean that's the house. That's the house. <laughs> it's the it, it, it's the house. It's not for them. It's the size. When you compare it to the number of copies that they will sell, especially a five E now, five E is is certainly the uh, the hot system. Yeah, out there. yeah, all bow. Yeah, yeah. You know, so to if they're gonna sell, I don't know, three hundred page book, uh, and hardcover to be able to to print the number of copies to get it at a cost for volume that makes sense for them. So it's an affordable price for the backers and they can have copies to sell in the store. They got to do a print run of probably about four to 500 copies. Okay. Now that might be, they could do that with swords and wizardry uh, for the big setting books because more people will buy the setting books and they might not make a huge profit off the swords and wizardry stuff, but they're going to make a better profit off the fight. They five E stuff. But mm-hmm. uh, for something like this, the dollars and cents work better for soft covers, especially when people might go, wow, the 16 adventures and then only three of them inter- interest me. Well, then you can only buy the three that you want. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, listen, Unless you're a completist like me. Understandable. Yeah. But uh, I, my only suggestion would have been not call it Quest of Doom Volume 4, call it whatever. Something else. You know, set one of the adventures of... Kind of like they did with, with like Hex Chronicles. Right. And, and yeah. by the way, if you can grab the Hex Crawls from them, uh, if you find them in print somewhere, they are awesome. Speaking awesome of stuff. completist, I have six of the seven. What can I tell you, man? They are good stuff. Bad Mike got me, sold me the six, and it's like, don't you have the seventh one? No, I only have it in Pathfinder. No, poo. Poo so, on you. Yeah. But yeah, I read them. I, I started. I had to do an old man Grognard review after I, I was in the middle of the third one. It's like, I can't wait. I got to talk about this. So I went, did a review right away and they're, they're great. And then I bring it over to my friend, Matt, the DM is just, cause I had, I, you know, I gave him the PDF. So what do you think? Just, oh, I can write better than that. Talking about these things are great. They're great. It was all, yeah. That's all John Slater, right? Yeah. John, yeah. John, John does great work with hex crawls. If you can find, uh, his Nod magazine, it's up on Lulu. 
Oh, is uh, he the one that does nod? He does nod. He also did uh, Blood and Treasure, which I think mm. uh, second edition is out. Blood and Treasure is kind of built on the underpinnings of Swords and Wizardry, mm-hmm. but takes it to a different level. John just does great work. I mean, that's there's so many people in this industry I, I, I look at and wish, I wish I could do that, but I write blog posts, so it's kind of like when I do creativity, it's like writing, it's like doing it in Twitter style. I can only like, it's like, oh man, I've written three paragraphs, now I gotta walk away and take a drink because, wow. <laughs> Yeah. I know, I know the feeling, but yeah, the 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 Hexcrawl Chronicles is, and I've always wanted one of the Saturday Night Specials. Um, oh, and all those came out like the first twenty around 20, the first year I went to North Texas, they were there. That's what I remember, and I couldn't afford them because they were like, you know, these are great modules, but guys, ten bucks a piece. I, I shouldn't tell you that we were clearing them out, but Gary Mike, Mike gave, made me an offer I couldn't refuse. So. Anyway, what were you saying, Gary Con? At Gary Con, we were clearing them out. They were discounted. I think that was three for five for the soft cover. Nice, nice, nice. I was just like handing people stuff. It's like, here, take this. Enjoy. Yes, it is very nice. But anyway, uh, we we went from dice to frog. See, this this gives you a taste of what's what's in store for you folks. You know, uh, it really. uh, And we apologize in advance. We apologize. Yes, you know, since uh, since we're here, I'm gonna do this real quick because uh, I, I am. Real quick. I'm gonna. Everybody knows my my Kickstarter stuff today. Uh, not nothing bad. All, all the stuff I'm highlighting here is good. Um. Okay. Well, can I can I can I do this? Yeah. Uh, just uh, what do you want to do? Kickstarter report with Eric Tinkar. Folks, Eric Tinkar reporting on Kickstarters. <laughs> First one up is uh, Grognard, Ruminations on 40 Years in Gaming. Uh, these are Lauren Weissman's editorials from a lot of the uh, Traveler uh, magazines that he uh, worked on. So Mark Miller has it up. If you don't know who Mark Miller is, he is basically Mr. Traveler. Uh, buy-in for digital is 10. Uh, print plus digital, that's paperback, uh, is 20. You really, you can't really can't beat that. Uh, they had a one thousand dollar goal. They're at almost sixteen. Twenty five days to go. So even if you wait a little bit to listen to this podcast, you got time. Uh, again, affordable should be good reading, good insights. Stars without numbers revived edition. Now we we, we are lovers of White Star here, but uh, I I love everything okay. that Kevin Crawford. Does. As as the guy who wrote White Star, I can say this. Crawford and how how often do I say this all the time? Crawford writes good. What? Not only does he write good, but let me put it to you this way: you could run White Star and take Stars Without Number and use the charts and tables from Stars Without Number to run your campaign as a sandboxy uh, type. It'll run perfectly because that that those tables that 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 Kevin includes in all of his games, so you can turn into a sandbox are really system-free. You can grab it and use it. Yep. So, uh, Stars Without Number Revised Edition is just short of 125000 raised of a $10,000 goal, 12 days to go. Uh, and one thing I do really love that Kevin has been doing with his Kickstarters is that he releases the art to the community to freely use in commercial projects. Yep. Right on. What are doing? When you buy art, and you, to, in order for Kevin to do that, my guess is that he has to buy complete. He buys the art. He doesn't buy the rights to use it in the book. When an artist finishes the piece, he pays for it, as in he then owns it, which anyone in publishing knows is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, it is. Um, so to then turn around and give out this stack of art for free. That's the public incredible. domain is incredibly generous. I've made use of it in my products. I know a countless number of other OSR publishers who have done it. It is one of the most generous acts I've seen, particularly from one publisher to another. And I couldn't thank Kevin enough for doing it. Yeah. So, I mean, really a huge shout out in that. I, uh, I know he did a, uh, ask me anything on Reddit, which you can mm-hmm. look at. He, he had some interesting comments about pay what you want and, 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 and offering things for free. And he basically flat out says that he had, we wouldn't have had the success he had if he hadn't initially offered his core product for free because nobody knew who the heck he was, which is a valid point to have. 
But uh, start with that number. You can still grab the original edition for free, the core version, if you haven't, do so. And one last thing I want to uh, highlight uh, is the RPG World Builder by Simeon Circle Games. It's an Android app, which uh, literally is for building worlds, uh, building dungeons. Mm -hmm. Uh, It includes digital versions of his World Architect cards and the Dungeon Architect cards, which I own. I think they're awesome. Uh, It's from the same person uh, that did uh, the Faraway Land RPG, which if you haven't seen the art, please grab it as a quick start. That was that is free, I believe. Uh, our own Vince Florio worked on a Kickstart, uh, mm-hmm. Quickstart, and uh, he had a five hundred dollar goal. He's just short of two thousand. Um, really, you, I'm telling you right now, you, you for a five dollar investment plus the ninety nine cents when the app goes live to be a beta tester. So six dollars, five ninety nine. Right. You can't go. You can't go wrong. So there's the Kickstarter roundup. Glenn, can you can you see me? Can you see me out of my Kickstarter roundup? That was the Kickstarter Roundup by Eric Tinkar. Views of Eric Tinkar are not Heroes Brew cast, although maybe so. We don't know. Also, the Kickstarter news is not endorsed, or we're, or we're not like supported by the people running these Kickstarters. They don't oh, like, not, hey, not at all. Show this my stuff. Not at all. No, we don't do that. No, no. We, we, no, no we, we are kickback free, sadly. But uh, seriously... These are people that some of the people are people that I know, but I also know their products, the previous products that they've done, the products that are come that they're putting out. We wouldn't mm-hmm. talk about it if it wasn't, in my opinion, and hopefully an opinion mm-hmm. of my co-host. Uh, good. All right. This this is the good list. Okay. Uh, mind if I make a plugola here? Sure. For an app, folks. If you're any kind of GM or DM, go get Archivist Elements. It's cheap. If not free, I don't know if it's free or cheap. I remember I paid like under five bucks, but you get a treasure trove of things you can use in games on the fly or working on them. Uh, it's got like all these buttons in here. You can make banners. You can come up with playing cards. You can make simple characters or NPCs. You can come up with deities, uh, items. You can. They've got. They've got. Um, um, like uh, geomorphic maps in here that you can roll random. Uh, it's it's incredible names. Uh, omens, plot hooks. They c- you can do dungeon rooms that it'll give you a description of the room, and then you go, you know, you pick out of the room. Settlements, taverns, and weather. You sold me Man, on taverns. You sold me on taverns, dude. Oh yeah, I mean, you want to? Yeah. Oh, oh, beautiful. I just hit tavern and came up with like a simple, like cross tavern complex with tables and everything. The Crimson Eagle Tavern. Tavern information. Current patrons, 20. Chance of brawl, 34%. Tables available, 1. Rooms available, 0. And notable patrons. Sleep in the stables, get, damn it. No, they give, you, they give you some NPCs for it, too. And I just, let's hit the button and do another one. Boom. There's the Umber Minotaur Inn, a huge inn. Once again, 30, current patrons. Chance of brawl, 54%. Notable patrons, etc., etc. And that's just one little bit of this app. It's a beautiful app. It's called Archivist Elements. Go get it. How do you spell Ooh. archivist? Because I, I I am a retarder. A R C H I V I S T elements, not elephants. Elements. Well, L- R- that would be interesting. Not yes, not, it would. not an app I would necessarily pay for, but it would be. But arc elements. All right. I'm I'm actually archivist. I'm actually writing this down in a blotter that I discussed earlier because mm-hmm. that's something I would like on my phone, especially since in about two weeks. I not um, only have it in my phone, I have it on my tablet. Works great on there too. I even put blue stacks on my PC so I could run Archivist Elements. Well, like I said, you know, for me, I'm going to be kicking off a campaign at my friendly local game store mm-hmm. out in Long Island in about two weeks. Swords and Woods Relight every other Thursday in the evening. And I want to keep it as loose and sandboxy as possible without driving myself insane. And this looks like a sanity saver. And it I could like... be. It now, I, could I... Be. Good pick. See, we see we, we act that, you know what? As we're doing the show, I'm saying to myself, we should have uh, a, a pick of the show. And I think, Glenn, you just, right. you just did the pick of the show. And I just gave you the link to it. I just saw the pop-up. I thank you. You're welcome. Uh, I've had that on there for. I mean, I've I've had my share of crappy role playing apps, but this one is this one's a real. 
let me tell you. Um, cool. And it's been around for a while. They've done a lot of review to it. I remember the first time I got it, I couldn't read like how to use it because the 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 text was in s- the same color as the background, and that's one of the first things they fixed. Well, that helps. Yeah. Um, in fact, um, this looks like it's it's free. I got gypped. I paid for it. No, uh, but it's it's from Zach Zalop Studios. All right. Uh, All right. If it's free, and it's for me. It's free. It's for you. Anyway, that's okay. my that's my plug. Hey, James, you want to plug something? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, actually, I just reviewed this week on my blog, halflandsluck.com, uh, Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells by Diogo Regiga. Yes. Uh, it's a variant on the Black Hack, which I didn't know until after I read it, because I've never actually read the Black Hack. Seriously flavorful, quick, simple, easy to play, um, less than 50 pages in digest, swords and sandals role-playing. Good, good, good stuff. I uh, I call I call I call it astonishing swordsmen and sorcerers of Hyperborea light. It that it has that. It, the thing is, is he manages to capture that uh, swordsman and sorcerer's vibe exactly like that. But the he Howard Lieber stuff. Yep, yeah, it feels very Howard Lieber, and he does it in a much tighter space. Not that that Jeff's stuff is bad. Hyperborea is awesome. Yeah, and the, yeah, the, the hardback's coming out pretty soon in the second I edition. I didn't have the money to back it on the Kickstarter at the time. I still regret it. Um, I, I know, you bastard. Um, but Diego, this this game is just, he puts so much into this <sighs> tiny little book. Like, and, it's, and it's not like, oh, this is a one-shot thing. You could run campaigns with this. Mm-hmm. And the way the book is written, you you know, you, your character comes out with a solid idea of who they are, what their motivation is, what their gear is, and he's got like this instant adventure generator. You go on three tables and you have your adventure with NPCs and monsters and books all ready to go. It's just a really, really solid piece of game design. And it is pay what you want for print and PDF. At least it was Yeah, that, that blows me away. Print and yeah. PDF. Yeah. That wow. sounds that sounds like what else is like that? I don't know. There's a couple books. Why, like why, that. Star is like that. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, important note, after Galaxy Edition comes out, it will remain that way. Galaxy Edition will have a price point, but as it stands right now, there are no plans to remove the original White Star or White Star Companion from being pay what you want. I want people to play the game. Oh, by the the way, uh, speaking of Diogo, um, I spoke to him on Facebook chat about this, and I mentioned swords, doing Swords of Wizardry Light demos. Oh, I love Swords of Wizardry. I want to do this. It's, 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 he, see, he lives He lives in Brazil, and he wants to get a hold of uh, Frog God or whoever is to charge light to do a Portuguese translation of Swords of Wizardry Light so he can run demos. You know, I'll run that up the chain, but I, th- I think if he's going to do a translation and he's not going to use the art resources... Uh-huh. Open with your light is open game license is OGL, uh, uh-huh. but I will verify that he. Should, I'm going to make sure that he can actually call it Swords and which we like. Well, we'll I'll, I'll, I'll talk to Zach and Bill. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I, I, I think I'd I'm, love that. We know. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> that's a good note to end on, gents. It certainly yeah. is. It certainly is. So how do we? I don't know. We lost you there, Glenn. So I don't know how. So how do we get out of here? Oh, how do we get out of here? Uh, listen, folks, uh, we are, this, this was your non-con episode because none of us are at Gen Con. So if you're, right. so, uh, we hope you enjoyed the, if you uh, want to hear about North Texas, go see the other show. <laughs> yeah. We talked about North Texas somewhere else. Oh, actually, before we uh, head out, um, I'd like to give a personal shout out to, uh, Hobbs and friends, which is another Hobbs and friends of the OSR. Actually, it's another mm-hmm. OSR podcast. Uh, does a great they're doing a lot of overviews now of like sand, running a sandbox and sandbox campaigns. Mm-hmm. Awesome mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so, Hobbs, we love you, man. Platonically only. So when I hug you, it it, it just means that I like you. All right, that but means the stars are right. Yeah, great podcast. If you're listening to us, you really should be listening to him. I mean, not instead of yes. us. I mean, in addition, it is us. But yeah, Hobbs is good people. I love him to death. Um, he does a great show, and he really, 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 he's brutally honest um which is mm-hmm. what i really really respect hob speaks his mind and is not afraid to do so and that's that's a rarity and it's it's refreshing i love his show 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna call him a no filter Hobbs for now on. I like that. No filter Hobbs. Here he is. We gotta bring him on the show. Um, <laughs> um, so remember our email address is uh Heroes Brew Podcast at gmail.com. And I will say it again, not sound like a drunk. Heroes Brew Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and uh, it's uh, Tankars Tavern dot blogspot. No, it, it's Tankars That's right. James, you want to take us out? Yep. Uh, you can find my blog at halflingsluck.com, and I think it's closing time. So, yep. Until next call, time. Until next time. So, last call, yeah. grab your drinks and grab your dice and get on out. Cause the you don't have to go closed. home, but you can't stay here. Yep. Yeah, get out now. Get out of here. Get, get. All right, folks, tavern's closed. Bye-bye. Good night. night. Heroes Brew theme provided by the Lonely Mountain Band. Check them out on Facebook or at lonelymountain.guildlaunch.com. If you have any questions or comments, email us at heroesbrewpodcast at gmail.com. Last call. See you next time at Tinker's Tavern, where you can always get a pint of Heroes Brew. (laughs) Heroes Brew.